0: Hi everyone, it's Jen DeWall and on this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, we're doing a mini-sode all around cultivating a growth mindset. And this was actually created as a result of one of Crosscom's monthly webinars. So if you're looking to develop yourself, head on over to crosscom.com. We offer complimentary 60-minute webinars every single month on a variety of leadership topics. But here we go. Let's talk about what it means to cultivate a growth mindset. Mindset is really all about our perspective. We're thinking if it's a fixed mindset, you can even picture yourself in a box. When we're in that fixed mindset place, we're in that box and it can feel really difficult to break out of. We feel like maybe we're stuck, that there's nothing that we can do. And of course, what we want as leaders is to feel a growth mindset, that feeling that that box is open, that there's more solutions available to us. And of course, that we can make change happen and that we can always change. But here's the thing that we have to note about a growth mindset. This is one of my favorite quotes. It's one that I often share when I'm facilitating or speaking, and it's all about comfort should scare you. Now, why does that matter? Why should comfort scare you? Well, as individuals, as leaders... Our brain craves stability. We don't necessarily love change. And as a result, we get into our comfort zones. And when we live in those comfortable spaces, taking risks can feel more challenging. Hearing new ideas can feel, huh, a little uncomfortable. And we then can keep ourselves stuck because we don't necessarily want to put ourselves out of our comfort zones. And so the consequence of that for an organization could be maybe not pushing the envelope in innovation or looking for more creative ideas. Or as an individual, maybe you stop wanting to develop yourself. Maybe you think, well, I've got this figured out. That's totally fine. And then you start playing safe and you might realize that you're not as happy or fulfilled as what you once were because you're not Not challenging yourself. So, comfort should scare you. So, What are we going to talk about on this mini-sode? We're going to talk about the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset and apply a framework to adjust your mindset, as well as create a strategy or give you tips on how you can develop a growth mindset on your team. So types of mindset that we're going to be talking about today, there are many, there are many different ways to look at this, but we're going to start with just talking about the basic, which is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And a fixed mindset is simply defined as people believe that qualities like intelligence and talent are fixed traits that cannot be improved through efforts. And so what what are the characteristics of that? It could feel like when we embrace that fixed mindset that we're avoiding risks or challenges, that we're believing that, you know what, we probably can't improve our intelligence or our strengths, or that you either have it or you don't. And sometimes when we come from a fixed mindset and we, refi- and we receive feedback, we can actually feel it as a personal attack or criticism because we feel helpless, right? There's nothing that I can do. That's that fixed mindset. And we can then feel threatened by other successes. And we might even try to hide our flaws or mistakes. Fixed mindsets, keep us stuck, they also put us in that place of personal attack, right? We feel like we have to defend ourselves. And this can be problematic if you're working with others, as you might have more of a competitive or contentious relation, or if you're a leader and you're managing a team and maybe you're threatened by someone else's strengths. Now, our goal as leaders is to show up with that growth mindset, which is defined as when people believe that true potential is unlimited, and with effort and determination, individuals can enhance their skills and abilities. Now, characteristics of a growth mindset are embracing risks or challenges, looking at those as opportunities to not only develop yourself, to push the envelope and helping your organization or team move forward. It essentially says we can handle any task that comes our way. And then of course, other characteristics are believing that we can improve our own strengths. We can improve our intelligence and that no matter what, we're always growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. So we always have to have that ability to see that no matter what the circumstance or problem, there's always an upside within it. And when we have that growth mindset and we receive feedback instead of like the fixed mindset where we might defend or view that as a personal attack or criticism, then we look at this as thank you so much. You're giving me an opportunity to improve, to make a greater impact, to solve problems more efficiently, and so on and so forth. And when we have that growth mindset, we can then extend that to others. We look at opportunities to develop others, maybe even if they have a strength that's greater than our own. We want to support others' success. And of course, we look at mistakes as learning opportunities. So if we're trying to think about what this sounds like in our head, a fixed mindset kind of believes I'm either good at it or I'm bad at it. Whereas a growth mindset would then say, I can always develop and learn. Or another example, a fixed mindset. We either won or we lost. We're winning or losing. And of course, a growth mindset is that no matter what happens, we're always learning and we can always learn how to improve, do better and make better decisions the next time. Another example, hey, fixed mindset. I can't figure this out. I probably won't be able to. And that growth mindset, I can't figure this out yet. Yet, we're giving ourselves permission to not know the answers. And I think that's something that's really important for leaders is we often put that pressure to know and fix everything. And hey, maybe it's just an opportunity to ask for help, to pick up a book, to do a little bit more research. It's not that you will never be able to figure something out. It's that you can't do it yet. And that gives you permission to learn and make different choices. And it improves your competence. Because the thing about mindset The truth about it is that it's a muscle that requires discipline to maintain. We will always fall back into our comfort zones. Again, that's our brain's way of saying, hey, stay safe there. So we have to be very intentional about creating and flexing that muscle of a growth mindset. Because mindset, if we don't do anything, if we live in that place of a fixed mindset, it can impact our behavior, how we show up in certain circumstances, the choices that we make, which ultimately impacts the outcomes that we achieve. Mindset will even impact how we cope in a situation. How do we handle when mistakes happen or when, you know what, something doesn't go as planned? And it also gives us permission to learn, to always grow, which then gives us that opportunity to challenge ourselves, to see how strong we are, how resilient we are. So mindset will impact our ability to be resilient. Think about the pandemic. All of us likely had to say, okay, there's a lot of uncertainty here, but let's focus on what we can control. I know that we can navigate our way through all of these challenges. There is resilience there. And of course, when we have that positive growth mindset, it improves our ability to take risks, both for our organization, our team, and us as individuals. It improves our relationships. And of course, it makes us more adaptable. So how do you develop a growth mindset? Well, to talk about a mindset, we also have to talk about confidence, which is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of our own values and qualities or abilities. And when we're confident or when we're not confident, it will impact cultural norms. Maybe what we expect as, you know, desired behavior or what we even reward. It's going to impact the skills and training that we pursue. If I'm telling myself and I'm not feeling confident and I'm living in that fixed mindset, then I'm telling myself, I guess there's nothing that I can do. And then I'm not looking for opportunities to develop. Other things that also will impact our ability of confidence is, of course, our background and our life experience, or maybe we have felt rejected in the past, or of course, like everyone listening to this podcast, we've experienced self-doubt or limiting beliefs. And when we listen to those things, that I'm not good enough, I'm always failing, then of course, it can make us feel like there's nothing we can do. It's keeping us in that fixed mindset. But here's what I want you to know. Your self-worth is determined by you. You do not have to depend on someone telling you who you are. Now that is confidence, being able to look within ourselves and see that I produce strength and value. And that no one else can tell me whether or not I do. I own that at a a basic level. I know my capabilities. And when we can see that within ourselves as leaders, then we can also acknowledge and appreciate the strengths of others, giving them permission to be more confident, giving them permission to lean into their strengths and really let themselves fly. So how do you change your mindset? It's a five-step process. And it starts with checking in, creating a vision, doing scenario plan of the what-if, thinking about your obstacles that you'll have to overcome and creating a strategy to minimize them. And then of course, taking action. So let's talk about checking in with yourself. That really starts with self-awareness, which is understanding your own emotions, needs and drives to relate with others successfully. When we're more self-aware, Of course, we can solve problems better, we can manage our relationships, we understand our strengths and weaknesses, and most importantly, we understand our triggers. So if you're working on fostering and building that self-awareness, things that you can do are to identify feelings and emotions, understand what's really going on. What were you triggered by when maybe someone showed up up late for a meeting? Also, practicing curiosity. How do you observe the rule or the world around you? The circumstances, the problems, are you reacting to it in a place from a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? And of course, understand your strengths and weaknesses. When we understand our weaknesses, they can become opportunities, opportunities for us to develop or opportunities to delegate or get someone else involved that might have that as a strength. And of course, if we're trying to check in with ourselves, we have to understand why do we make the decisions that we do? Do we do it from a place of fear or rejection or not wanting someone to see our flaws, talking about that imposter syndrome? Or Are we making decisions from that place of possibility? Hey, this is how we can move the needle. This is how we can further grow and develop. And of course, if we're talking about checking in with ourselves, I think there's a, a relationship that we can all... Start to develop, which is giving yourself grace, giving yourself permission to own our mistakes, but not live there, to take accountability for them, to do something different, to apologize, no matter what that is. When you make a mistake, own it to control it. The second piece is to set the vision or the goal. What are you trying to achieve as a leader? What are you trying to achieve as an individual? It's easy to stay in a fixed mindset when we don't have a vision or a goal because we're not really sure what we're working towards. So when we have that vision or goal, it can help us make better decisions, solve problems faster. It can even motivate us, of course. And then it also helps to foster our own resilience. When a mistake or problem comes our way, if we have that clear vision or goal of what we want to achieve, then we can use that excitement, that enthusiasm, making that why why are we doing that bigger than your butt to help the, butt. the reason not to, to help you make decisions and keep going. So if you're talking about how do you set a vision or a goal, make sure that you're specific, understand what you're working towards. It can't be something big. And of course, build in small and large goals. Too often we just set a grandiose vision and then we have no plan for how we're going to accomplish it. So make those micro goals or milestones to check in that know that each one that you accomplish is getting you one step step. step closer to where you want to be. So of course you want to visualize and measure your progress and then also set a deadline for when you are going to achieve it. Now, the third thing that you can do to cultivate a growth mindset is scenario planning. You can think about this as what if up, what if things all go right? Or what if down, what if nothing goes right? Now, what if down can sound like this? What if I don't do well on that presentation? What if I don't get the promotion or the job? What if I bomb that interview? What if no one likes me as a leader? What if I fail? Now, we have a natural tendency to what if down. Our brain is doing that because it wants to anticipate hey, if things don't go our way, I want to make sure that we can survive and adapt. But the thing is, when we live in the what if down space and we don't move to the what if up, then it can keep us stuck, it can discourage us and of course break our competence. So our goal in developing a growth mindset is to practice scenario planning. So not only doing the what if up, down, which is what most of us will have the natural tendency to do, but then also doing the what if up. I want you to expand your possibilities, such as what if I do well on my Presentation? What if I do get the promotion or a job? What if people like me? What if my team actually likes me? Or what if I succeed? Now, the benefit of scenario planning, of course, it gives us confidence, motivation, it helps us make decisions faster and solve problems in a greater way. So, how you can practice this in a situation that you're going into. You're already doing the what if down, which is the worst case scenario, but then I want you to what if up, which is the best case scenario. So use up to inspire you and use down to prepare. Maybe use that to talk about some obstacles that you might have to overcome, which is step four in cultivating a growth mindset. You've got to identify your obstacles. Now, here's the thing about life. I I wish that these weren't true, but all of us are facing these circumstances. If you are doing life right, it's going to be hard. If you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, if you're being vulnerable, if you're taking risks, they're not easy because we typically haven't seen those situations or environments before. And you know, one thing we always have to look at, if we're thinking about a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, it can be really easy to just say, I don't have budget, I don't have resources, I don't have this. Yep. You don't have anything. And I know that for as a leader, sometimes it's extremely struggling to say, what do you want us to do? We have no resources, but here's the thing. A growth mindset says we can still figure it out. I know it's not ideal. I know it's not what we want, but we can still navigate it through. So I want you to keep these truths about work and life in your head so you can understand them as not something that's a fatal flaw that's unique to you. It's something that you can absolutely overcome or another truth about life. You will never find the time time for everything. If you want time, you got to make time. Or you will always encounter someone difficult to work with. I wish that every single organization that I went to. Everyone was getting along grand. They loved one another. But you know what? We're all completely different individuals. We're not all going to have the same communication styles or work ethics or preferences. And so sometimes, yeah, conflict is going to happen or we may not necessarily connect with a coworker. That does not mean that we have to leave our jobs. That does not mean that we have permission to be disrespectful to someone. That does mean that we've got to figure out ways to adapt. And another truth about work and life is that the only thing constant is change. You can always change. That is the heart of a growth mindset. You can always change, make a different choice, do something different, learn a new tool or skill. You are not stuck just because you've made a mistake. You can always change. And then finally, just as the reminder, every choice will either bring you closer to Or further away from your goals. It's important for a growth mindset to be more intentional with understanding how we're making choices, navigating and perceiving our environments. So tips to identify those obstacles and why that's important is that it helps us be more adaptable when we understand the obstacles that we could potentially face. Then we can create little strategies or at least have awareness around what could potentially come our way and then label it as something that we really need to care about or it may not happen. So that's okay. So how can you identify obstacles? Well, it starts with just maybe answering some self-reflection questions. What could impact your ability to be successful? Is it budget? Is it resources? Is it something that's out of your control? And then list and describe the impact. What does that look like? And then determine based on the impact if you can proceed or what you need to do to minimize it. Another thing that you can do is also reflect. Think about past obstacles that you've experienced. Maybe sometimes you have a tendency that when someone gives you feedback to shut down or to defend. And that's probably not working in terms of solving problems or connecting with your team. So if that was an obstacle for you in the past, what are you going to do to manage that trigger or to embrace feedback in a different way today? And then of course, create a strategy to minimize or eliminate that obstacle. Now, the fifth thing that you need to do for cultivating a growth mindset is then all about action. When we take action, it quiets our anxiety. It builds our confidence, of course, helps with decision-making and problem-solving. And then it allows us to say and get feedback. Is what we're doing working, not working? And if it's not working, how can we then take those learnings and make a different choice? So, tips on taking action is to remember small steps over time. It does not need to be one big grandiose step or one big outcome. Remember, slow and steady wins the race. And of course, focus on the end result, build some enthusiasm. What are you looking to achieve? How is that going to help your organization, your team, or yourself? And then, of course, celebrate those wins. Now, early. Earlier, we talked about having a plan, having that vision or goal, and breaking that down into smaller goals. This is an opportunity to celebrate many wins. Too often, we wait until the end of a project or the end of something that we're working on. And that end could have taken a year, it could have taken a year and a half. And we don't even celebrate until a year and a half later when we've been working our tails off to achieve something. Make sure that you're building in opportunities to win. And of course, be consistent. We know that when we're not consistent, we can't expect those results that are going to get us to that big goal. So take consistent, small actions and hold yourself accountable. And of course, remember when we're talking about taking action, give yourself permission to ask for help. Do not expect that you have to do it all on your own. Now, the final thing that I'll just share are some tips of how you can build a growth mindset on your team. Things you can do are to practice brainstorming. give your team and yourself the opportunity to look at the problem that you're facing and think about all of the opportunities. Maybe in the era of the great resignation, your team or your culture is facing the challenge of turnover. And instead of living in this place of scarcity, oh my gosh, we're losing people left and right. Maybe this is an opportunity to make some changes in the culture that make people want to stay. Also set team norms. If you want to have a growth mindset on your team, you also have to set that in the form of expectations. Hey, we don't look at problems as stopping points. We look at problems to figure out solutions for. Set team norms. Or another team norm could be, hey, if you've got a criticism, make sure you're also coming up with a solution. We don't just want to talk about the negative side of things. And of course, be transparent. When you are open and honest, it builds trust. People are more engaged. When you are withholding information, it breaks down trust. They can disengage. They might start looking elsewhere, or they just might simply not do what you want them to do. And then, of course, measure outcomes not ours. Do not just look at people as a means to an end. Think about, and maybe this looks different for everyone, the outcomes that they've achieved. All of us have different strengths. All of us have different backgrounds and experiences, and our outcomes will look different. It is not a fair way to assess someone's performance by just strictly looking at their hours. And the last thing, it make sure that you're encouraging collaboration and displaying vulnerability, showing your team that you're, you are too, just as they are, perfectly imperfect. We're always learning and growing. We're not ever going to always make the right choices, even though we always will have the right intentions. When you can display this vulnerability, it can take chips at a fear-based culture, but also says to people, it's okay, do your best. And it could remove that stress that they have of trying to be perfect. And then that can actually help them make better decisions so as a reminder if we're talking about how do we cultivate that growth mindset i want to leave you with this if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and that's from wayne dyer and i hope that as you listen to this mini so today you look at all the possibilities and opportunities that are around you and even if you're feeling stuck you give yourself permission to say you know what i can change I hope you enjoyed this mini set today. If you want to learn more about CRESCOM, head on over to CRESCOM.com. There you can find more information about getting us in to talk to your team, whether live or virtually, and conduct a two-hour leadership skills workshop. We're talking about how we can help your team be better leaders, how they can collaborate better together, how they can help your organization solve challenges. And of course, if you know someone that could benefit from this mini if they just need that boost of enthusiasm, share this with them. And don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast streaming service. And hey, last, I hope to see you at this month's webinar. We always do or typically do webinars at CRESCOM at the end of the month. So I hope to see you on that Thursday, learning about a variety of different leadership topics. Thank you so much for giving me your time and attention today. And again, I hope that you change the way that you look at things. So then the things that you look at can change.